Direct from Music City, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. something that my wife said she really liked, and that was a look back at things in country music history on this day. 
And so let's take a quick look right quick. 1958, Mr. Marty Robbins was at number one on the U.S. country charts with the story of my life that was written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. In 1975, Dolly Parton released The Bargain Store, which became her fifth number one on the country chart as a solo artist. And then in 1980, this was just too good to not share with you guys. In 1980, at the age of 84, comedian George Burns became the oldest performer at that time to have a single in the top 40 of Billboard's Hot Country Singles Chart with I Wish I Was 18 Again. The song peaked at number 15 on the charts. So that's just a quick look back at this day in history of the country music world. We have a great show lined up for you today. Our first guest is a multi-talented, multi-multi-award-winning singer-songwriter, Miss Kristen Harris. And then on Saddle Up America, we're going to be talking with Trina Morris, and she has just come back from Art of the Cowgirl. So we'll find out a little bit about that and find out what's going on with Trina Morris horsemanship. That's all coming up in the next couple of hours. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song by a good friend of ours, Miss Kristen Harris, our first guest. It's one called Roly Poly. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe.
Holy Poly, Miss Kristen Harris. And as I said, she is a multi, multi, multi award winning singer and songwriter, and she is also a good friend. Kristen Harris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Gary. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing wonderful. Glad to be good, back on good. the show. Well, glad to have you back. So are you staying warm, and are you staying dry out there in Texas today? <laughs> well, trying to, but it's it's a <laughs> wet, dreary, kind of cold day, and, you know, I've got outside critters, so I, I just can't avoid it entirely. <laughs> Did you have to break any ice last week? You know, we we had to break some for, but our main water trough, we actually uh, have a heater thing that we put on it, keeps it from freezing over. So that's pretty nice. Well, that is pretty nice. I, I was never that fortunate. I always had my water tanks were so far away from any electrical outlets or anything yeah. that I just couldn't use the heater. You know, if yeah. I had, I'd have spent yeah. a fortune in extension cords or something. But, uh, <laughs> I do miss that. You know, right now we don't have any horses where we are for the first time in decades. I, I don't bet have you any. do miss that. I yeah. miss it. I do miss it. But uh, we'll get back into that again probably in about a year. But anyway, That's for awesome. the folks that are joining us for the first time to have you on the show, uh, you have been on the show. You've been a guest on the show. I'm going to guess probably about a decade. Which is unbelievable. Yeah, that's about what I was gonna say. It's yeah, it's been a long time. I I mean, you've kind of uh, watched you grow started, up. Yeah, watched me grow up. From, from, <laughs> been there from the beginning. Uh, gosh, watched you grow up and gotten married and uh, and that's just right. made such a tremendous performer as well. But for the folks well, that are maybe you. listening for the first time somewhere around the world. Tell us a little bit about how you got started into music. How how did Western music come into your life? Well, speaking of horses, uh, I mean, it really started with that for me. I mean, I was my family moved out to some property when I was young, and but they're they're not horse people, and um, actually, they really don't know where I came from because I'm the only one that got into horses or music <laughs> in my family. <laughs> But I fell in love with horses and uh, finally got a horse when I was 11. Um, And it was after that that I just, you know, got into all things Western because of the horses. And I started watching old Western movies. And that's where I first was introduced to cowboy songs and yodeling and, uh, you know, singing around the campfire and all that. And I just fell in love with it and uh, decided I wanted to learn to play guitar. And um, so I started with a book of guitar chords and a borrowed guitar and uh, eventually met um, Janet McBride and then Devin Dawson. And they were running the Cowtown Opry Buckaroo program in the Fort Worth Stockyards where they mentor kids in Western music. Um, And... That was that was really the the jump off point for me. It it gave me, you know, stage experience in front of a crowd and um, gave me a goal each week to have you know a new song learned and 
allow me to be around other musicians and just get to watch their hands and try to follow along. And so I learned a lot. Uh, I, I mean, I was, I was, I had such bad stage fright. I was so shy. Um, so that was really good for me. So that's right. kind of how it started. Well, you know, I, when you talk about stage fright, I remember the first times that you were on the show, you were just a little bit on the bashful side and, and, uh, we kind of had yeah. to, Pull things out a little bit, but you have become yeah, such I'm a sure stinking you pro. You know, you are such a <laughs> pro now, and so much fun to visit well, and talk you. with. You're very, very welcome. And are you? You're still into horses, aren't you? And cattle. Yep, yep. Never grew out of that. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, three horses and little herd of cows, and yeah, it's, that's a dream come true. Um, in fact, I've got a little colt right now that I'm working with and trying to ride him every day, even in the cold and the rain. So. Oh wow! Um, wow. Yeah. And now is he a mustang? Good for. You see, you you had some mustangs. Is he a mustang? Two of our horses are mustangs. He is not a mustang, as far as we know. But the story on him is that um, there was some. He came from Idaho, actually. And there was, he was given to me uh, by some friends slash adopted family. They uh, lived down the road from um, this farm that had like 300 brood mares, just kind of turned out on this huge field, you know, no, no one was doing anything with them. And, uh, and I, whoever owned them got arrested and put in jail and the authorities just held a big auction and sold all these horses and their colts and he was one of those so I don't wow. really know his his breeding you know he hadn't really been he, he was he was wild like as if he was a Mustang when I got him because he had never been handled um, right but right. he's he's and he's got long mane and tail and you know he he looks like he could be a Mustang, but you know I don't know. He's he's a smart little guy. Oh uh, gosh, well that's great. Well you know I love all horses. I love all horses. And, uh, yeah. Whether too. they're whether they're Mustangs or my breed is the walking horse, Tennessee walking horses. Oh Sport yeah. Horses or whatever nice. it is, you know we just love love all horses. Well I am going to get to another song right now. And uh, right. before we do that, I've got to ask a question. This song is mu- Musician Standard Time. And, and uh-huh. I was thinking about that this morning. How many shows did you do in 2023? You know? Oh, gosh. I'd have to go back through my calendar and count them up. <laughs> I generally do between, I don't know, 100 and hundred and. 25 or sometimes even 150 a year, something like that, most well, years. Well, so. well. well, now tell us about Musician Standard Time, because that's got to relate to the number of shows that you've been doing. Yes, that was, yeah, that came out of firsthand experience of being on the road and being so busy, shows back to back and traveling between time zones and that you just don't know where you are anymore or what day it is and um of course musicians are notorious for 
being kind of on a different time clock than everyone else and maybe even kind of in a different world. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that I, I first got the idea for that song actually when I was in Europe, um, on tour with a band or I had a band of French musicians that were backing me up and we were, had a, a small tour around France and, um, they were your typical musicians that never go to bed and, you know, they're just on their own time zone. <laughs> so I got some of the inspiration from that. All right. Well, this is a great song. Let's take a listen to Musician Standard Time. Come back and talk more with our good friend, Miss Kristen Harris, today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> Promote the show on the morning news Keep makeup on till 2 a.m. Till you shake some hands Pay the band and lie awake back at the room Try not to fall asleep With the vehicle on through Musician standard time Cause you're in a different zone Musician standard time Whether close or far from home You never know what time it really is When you're on the road First, that alarm clock is a pit. Cause you were dreaming that you wrote the next big hit. Musician standard time. Cause you're in a different zone. Musician standard time. Whether in Fort Worth or in Rome. You never know what time it really is when you're on the road. It's just part of the lifestyle that makes you crazy prone. So if you're that
Division Standard Time, whether it's daylight or daylight savings time. Hard to tell sometimes. Hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Hey, describe, describe a gig to the listeners out there. So, I mean, it's not just getting up on the stage and performing. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the from, very last from the time <laughs> you leave home to travel, you know, let, let's let's take people on a journey. So, and unloading gear and all this kind of stuff. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, um, I mean, I usually start, you know, the day ahead. Like, I plan all my set lists out or at least have a, a rough draft. And then there's packing. It depends on, you know, if I'm going somewhere where I'm driving or flying, of course, it looks different. Right. Um, or if I've got, you know, a band or other musicians with me or if I'm just going to play solo. But, um, yeah, there's there's all the packing and the the planning and then the gear definitely more so if you're driving somewhere and or you have a band you've got a ridiculous amount of gear um the amps and everything it's amazing to me (laughs) how much we can squeeze into one vehicle and also how much we have to take (laughs) for just one night gig Oh, uh, gosh. All right, so you play with Haley Sandoz quite a bit, and then you've got a couple other folks that perform with you, you know, as we're talking about a band. Yeah. So who are yeah. these folks? Uh, and, and, and let's just describe. You, you guys all go together in in a in, in a van, or what are, you, what are you traveling in? Uh, most of the time we can fit into somebody's car. Um it's a game of Tetris fitting everything in. And one time we had to, you know, strap some stuff to the top of the vehicle. But, <laughs> yeah, we don't have a tour bus or a van or anything. We have had to rent a van a couple times. Um, but, yeah, I've got Matthew Walton plays with me regularly. He's a great steel guitar player and electric lead guitar player. Um, and I've known him for years, actually. He was uh, someone in the Cowtown Opry who taught me a few of my first guitar chords. And um, and then Nathan Phelps usually plays bass for me. Uh, he's upright bass player. I mean, ha- has a degree in jazz bass, and he's just wow. incredible. Um, so he can take bass solos and all that. And it's just fun. Uh Haley is my fiddler most of the time unless she's not available. I have some other fiddlers I call. But um, when it's the four of us, we have a blast because Haley and I are good friends. And Nathan and Matthew are kind of the more – they have conversations that go over our heads because they like to talk music (laughs) theory and mathematics and electrical engineering. And (laughs) we stick them in the back seat. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And so you got an upright bass player. So how do you get all that in a car? I mean, it's how do you get trick. all that in a car? Jeez. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised how, <laughs> how small of a vehicle you can fit an upright bass into. I would be. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a game. Oh, well. Well, you know, a lot of times people just don't even think about all that it goes into uh, getting – getting to a gig you know it's they come yeah. they pay their their tickets they see you perform and then they don't even think about all of the things that you have to do getting ready 
for the show. Oh, and then yeah. after the show is over with, you've got to you've got to load everything back up again, and uh, yep. and head for home or somewhere. So it's, yeah, it's, there's exactly. a lot involved. Yeah, there really there's is. A lot involved. Yeah, it's. Yeah. yeah, you're getting paid for a lot more than just the two hours you're on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I guess people need to think about that, that now when they're booking you for a show. It's like, okay, there yeah. is a lot involved. A lot involved. Yeah. Well, I want to get to another song because this one kind of t- ties into American Standard time and and talking about the gigs and getting there. And that's called A Place to Land. Because after all, right. all the traveling and the touring, you do have a place to land, don't you? That's right. It's always good to get back home, especially when you have horses and dogs and a husband at home. There you go. There you go. Let's take a listen to A Place to Land. We're going to come back and talk more with Kristen Harris today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> Yeah, even birds, they need a 
Chris and Harris, Place to Land. Great, 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 great album by the same name, by the same name. <laughs> well, my, I was just listening to that song, and uh, and I was thinking about how great the production was on this album. Well, thank album. you. Who, who, is, thank who, you. who recorded this for you and is your producer? <laughs> well, I happen to be married to him. Uh, my husband, Aram Metter, uh, he's been recording and producing specifically in the, the Western music genre, especially uh, albums for many, many years. And that's actually how we met was uh, I brought my first album to him to record. And, uh, yeah, that last one, um, we finished it, oh, right around the time we got engaged. And uh, we we produced that one together, so that was that was pretty cool. It was a good testing of our relationship too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got to ask. So you said you brought your first album to him to produce. Mhm. So how how old were you at that time? I was young. I was uh, uh yeah, sixteen I know. or seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I was sixteen or seventeen. Um, and back then, I mean. There was no, you know, we were not thinking about romance at all. But, um, you know, we became friends and, you know, saw each other on and off through the years. I recorded a couple other things um, at that studio and also with Rich O'Brien. Rich O'Brien is what, you know, Rich worked with Aram for on many, many projects. And, you know, he's yeah. kind of the... um the well-known Western music producer. And so that's, that's how I got introduced to Aram. But, um, so Rich was a part of two of my projects and. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the late Richard Bryan. who was a phenomenal. Yeah. Performer himself. But, uh, so how, why was, why was Aram so slow? What took him so long? <laughs> well, I think maybe he thought, you know, I was, too young at the time and uh <laughs> he was also he was dating somebody else when I first met him uh, uh-huh. but yeah I think he was just he he tells me now that he liked me for a long time before he ever acted on it because <laughs> he was you know he was afraid I would you know I was too young or yeah and I was just not interested in dating for a long time I was so busy with traveling and playing music. music and horses. Right. But yeah. Right. I was like, I don't have time for that. But oh, well, I just had, I just had to tease you about that a little bit. I, I'll have to tease him about that when I see him again. Yeah. But anyway, you are a great, great couple and uh, did a great job on this album. Really, really enjoy oh, thank it. Thank you. <clears throat> well, we were talking about uh, traveling and traveling with a group and, uh, yes. and you're, Padres, you know, they become such close friends as you're spending so much time traveling with the band. You got to yeah. have a really good road story about some of your travels. <laughs> well, I've been sitting here thinking about those, and I probably have more than we've got time for, really. But um, <laughs> I, I was also telling you, like, I fly to a lot of my gigs because they're all right. over the, the map. And uh, so I've got 
even more uh, flying stories um, than on the road. Than road stories? That, okay. Yeah. Uh, although one interesting one from the road was um, coming back from New Mexico one time. It was late at night. Uh, my dad was actually with me. I was still pretty young, and he would travel with me some. And uh, we hit a black Angus cow in the middle of the oh. road. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of – thankfully, every, everyone was okay. But um, How was another the cow? wild story – the cow, the cow seemed okay. I mean, she <laughs> ran off the road after we kind of sideswiped her because saw her at the last minute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but another kind of crazy story that I can think of is one time uh, had a gig out in Montana at the Charlie Russell Museum, um, and flew out there, brought a trio. So I had Haley with me and uh, Nathan, the bass player that I mentioned. The three of us went out there, and uh, they put us up in this very interesting hotel. Um, It had a mermaid bar, which, like, they literally, the bar in the hotel had this huge water tank, and they had these girls hired to, like, dress up as mermaids. Oh, wow. So that was really interesting. I mean, I'm not a drinker. We didn't go into the bar anyways. (laughs) Uh, I think Haley was underage at the time anyways, but that was kind of an odd thing about the hotel. Well, when we get to our rooms, um, we see these, like, lights up above the room. And it was a nice enough hotel. It wasn't, like, seedy or anything. But right. these odd lights above the door that, like, red, there was a red light, a green light, or a yellow light. And uh, we asked the front desk about them, and they're like, oh, that's just some indicators for our house cleaners or the maids. Um, Come to find out later, there was more going on at that hotel than meets the eye. And (laughs) those lights were indicating for something else that wasn't quite legal. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, Red light, green light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Never know what you're going to encounter. You never know. You never know. Getting getting quite an but, education out there on the road, Miss Kristen. I'm telling yes. you what. I'm telling Another you time this past year, I was supposed to be in New Orleans for the cattle convention and then had to fly from there, Nevada, for the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering and then go from there to Idaho. And this was. Um, when a big ice storm hit Texas. Not the big snowmageddon, but it was a big enough ice storm that all the airports shut down, and we got stuck at Dallas Love Field Airport for like 15 hours. Um, oh, wow. And we finally got off the ground and made it to New Orleans, but our luggage never made it. And so... I was there. And they're done I had that. my hat on, but I had I had nothing to wear to perform in. I had to go, you know, find a Cavenders and um, <laughs> did the gig there, and then had to go sh- flying straight to Salt Lake City from New Orleans to get to Elko. And by the time I was landing in Salt Lake City, my luggage 
was finally landing in New Orleans. (laughs) 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 And I was in Elko in the dead of February, and I had no suitcase, no no jacket, nothing. And my luggage never did make it to me that whole trip, and I had to go from there to Idaho, and that, that was a wild, wild trip. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, see, that's what we're talking about. People just don't realize what goes into performers getting from one place to another. It's just not (laughs) show up and get on the stage. It is not. Yeah. Those are pretty good road stories, Kristen. I like (laughs) I will remember the one with the red light and the green light and the yellow light. That one. Yeah, that one. Oh, gosh. Cows around. Rubber ducky. Oh. Oh no! Go ahead. Tell me about the rubber ducky. That's too. Oh, they had a rubber ducky rubber in ducky. every bathtub in our room. I thought that was a. a, a At different the same touch. hotel. <laughs> yes. Wow! Wow! I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. That was a. Yeah. We we only Cows spent around. about three hours that night anyway because I had to fly out early so. <laughs> That was probably a good thing. That was probably a good thing. How's around? Corb Lund. So have you performed with Corb? Not with Corb, no. I mean, I've been at the same event, like, you know, at Elko and stuff that he's on the billing. Um, Maybe one of these days. All right. So how did you how did you select Cows Around? Because I love this song. And by the way, I like it better with your version than his version. But how oh, did well, you, uh, you. How, you're welcome. So how did you select this for the album? Well, I, I, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Corb Lund and his songwriting. And, um, but when I heard this song, I was like, number one, it's about cows and I love cows. And number two, uh, it's totally swingy, you know, it's in a Western swing style that really fits my style. And I was just right. like, I've got to learn that. And so, um, yeah, I just thought it was, it was real fitting. And, and like you said, I, I changed it a little bit, made it, uh, my style a little bit. So it's not exactly like his, but we had fun with it. Well, it's a great song. This is Cows Around. It's Kristen Harris. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe heard around the world on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Everything is better with some cows around. Living in town sometimes brings me down. Let me bestow this western blessing. Share what I have found. May you always have cows around. What else you gonna spend that extra money on? What else is gonna get you up hours before dawn? What else is gonna keep you toiling on and on and on? May you always have cows around. Come on, you know you got too much time on your hands. Not nearly enough complications in your plans. You need to invite all of the frustrations. And may you always have cows around Everything is better with some cows around Living in town 
six, no fence, or five, no barbed wire, nor have some neighbors maybe bull breathe the heifers that you prize. May you always have cows around. Yeah, everything is better with some cows around. Living in town sometimes brings me down. And although this western blessing leaves you cattle bound, may you
you know, buy some cattle and get into the business. And I get up there still several times a year. And um, so for a week here and there at a time. But, yeah, uh, one of these days we're going to have, you know, enough space to bring the cows down here. And uh, then I'll have to just put Aram to work when I'm out of town. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Does he travel with you any? Some, little he bit. does as often as he can. Yeah, I love it when he gets to travel with me. Um, but he's a busy guy too, and our schedules both being freelance, uh, you know, self-employed professions in the music business. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can be a little crazy. So yeah, not as often as I'd like, but um, you know, he usually comes with me a few times a year. Oh, that's great. That is great. We had uh, Tuesday, we had a young lady that was on the show who is now 19 years old. And she is a, she's she's older than her years, I've got to tell you. Uh, Yeah. Singer-songwriter. She had gone through cancer at age 15 and is a cancer survivor of cancer. Wow. Uh she was just oh, she just God. did the Kelly she just did the Kelly Clarkson show uh a couple wow. of months ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh just super, super talented. So this What's her was name? a question that her her name is Ava Page. And uh if you okay. want to go back and listen, you can go back and listen to the show live oh, sure on uh, live from Nashville. Yeah. Um, sure yeah, Lily Robert, Lily Robert was on that show as well, so you, you know Lily. But yeah. um, the question that I asked Ava, and again, she was she is mature beyond her years, and you'll tell mm-hmm. when you listen to the show. But I asked her, I said, "What is your goal?" So, what is Kristen Harris's goal? Where Where do you want to end up? Where do you want to see your career go? Or you know, what's your goal in life? You know, um, I've been asked that question a lot through the years, and it's a, it's a it's a good question to think about because I'm not sure I've always known the answer. Uh, mainly, like you know, the way I got into music was not starting out. I have some people ask me sometimes, like, "How do you break into the music business? How do you get to be doing it professionally?" And it's a hard question for me to answer because. When I started out, I never went into it with that's where I want to be, you know, I have this goal to be a professional musician. It was more of I just fell in love with the music and I yeah. didn't stop. <laughs> and right. um and it, that's where it led me because I was and just so passionate about it. You know, I I know the Lord's hand was in it too. Um so as far as where I want, you know, to go from here is I have goals uh, of recording more albums and writing more songs. And I've been doing that, actually. I've been writing a lot this past year. Um, and great. I've got multiple albums that I want to record and just have to find find the time um, to get all that recorded. And, you know, there's there's more places I want to go and venues I want to play to. And, um, but overall just 
you know, I, I don't have goal. I've had bucket list items and dreams of things like I always wanted to get paid to go play in Europe, and that that happened already. That's then, happened, yeah. Uh, one of the ones still left on my list is play the Grand Ole Opry, which has not happened there yet. There you go. But There you um, go. Yeah, and, and just, you know, I guess the more broad generic goal is um, – you know, spread spread joy with my music and give glory to God and um, wherever He wants it to take me, because uh, I'm I'm just feeling really blessed at already what I get to do. Yeah, well, and and I'm going to tell you, you bring joy everywhere you go, and people love your performances and love to see you perform. I can recall. Uh, that we had you come to a rendezvous a few years ago. Actually, it's uh-huh. going to be several years ago now. Golly Moses! It is. Uh, yeah. Time gets away, but we had a, we had does. a whole whole list of performers that were performing there, and I can remember one of my brothers yes. that came and listened, and out of the whole bunch, you were the one that impressed him, and and Aww. included in that included that in that list were folks like Michael Martin Murphy and Belinda Gale and. Yes, the many I others, know some of my heroes. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was, he, this girl is something else. She is just special. And, uh, wow. And I think he's right. I think he was absolutely right. <laughs> well, thank you. Let's take a listen to a song called Old Soul. Tell us about Old Soul. I wrote this with Randy Houston, and this is very much autobiographical uh people for years have been telling me i'm an old soul because i mean for one thing being drawn to this older music um but yeah i just never never was on the same page with a lot of my peers as far as just getting into the the current fads i mean i avoided getting a cell phone for as long as I possibly could until my parents made me get one. Um, (laughs) You know, I've just, you know, I get excited about things like old-fashioned typewriters and the old dial telephones and, you know, I I just always loved the older things. And so that that was the inspiration for this song. Well, you are an old soul, and that's for sure. So let's take a listen. Let's take a listen. This is Kristen Harris. We'll be back. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe. She likes to live by the coat of the cowboy. And she's mesmerized by a simpler time. A throwback back when people used fountain pens. Still sat on their porch telling lies And she wants to raise cows just like Grandma does She don't keep up with what is She keeps up with what was Her generation finds her taste a bit strange Cause her fashion's outdated by 80 years and some change They call her an old soul 
Kristen Harris, I'm so glad that you finally got a cell phone, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you well, even have a landline? Do you even have a land? Do you have a landline? No, not anymore. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I had oh, I God. had to fully convert against you know against my wishes. I, I had to get into the modern world. It's just the way it goes. Oh uh, gosh. Well listen, you have been absolutely a joy joy to have on the show today and uh it was so great to have you and aram in nashville and and stop by and spend time with mary Kay and myself uh for the josie we loved that we loved that we gotta do that again we do and and you just know that you have a room waiting for you when you come back okay thank you we'll take you up you are so welcome all right we count on it all right, so for the folks that are listening around the world, tell us how we can find you, get your music, and follow your tour schedule. Uh, everything is on my website, kristenharris.com, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are the two social media platforms that I'm pretty active on. Okay, all right. And where are you, where are you headed next? Uh, I'm leaving. Yes, leaving for Elko next week. So. Okay. All right. So that that'll be a that'll be a big event. Everybody will want to try to make it to Elko, Nevada, and uh, we've got a lot of friends that are going to be out there performing this time. So. Hope you have a good time. I hope I hope that your clothes follow you out there this time. (laughs) Boy, I do too. Oh, gosh. Well, Kristen, we're going to close this with Wildfire. And again, I think that you outdid Michael Martin Murphy on the song, too, but don't tell oh, him I said that, okay? Thank you. All I right. enjoyed recording well, this listen, one. 
You have been a joy. We look forward to having you back again and uh, and travel safely. Okay, my friend. All righty. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for All having right, me. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Wildfire. Kristen Harris. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs>
It's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with our good friend, Ms. Trina Morris, today on Saddle Up America. Take a picture on the wall from a magazine. Got a renegade heartbeat in his chest. Gonna beg till I borrow his way out west. And a sea of stage on and on. Gonna learn the way of a native son. Gonna turn the
is my wife, Mary Kay Holt, and her song, A Horse Called Freedom, from the Frontier album. Well, it's time for Saddle Up America. I'm your host, Gary Holt, and joining us today is a good friend, a young Wyoming cowgirl, Miss Trina Morris. Hey, Trina. Hey, how are you today? I am fine. A little wet here in Tennessee after being minus two and snow all over the place. We now have rain coming down and and 63 degrees. So how is your weather out there? I watched your weather. It looked like you were pretty snowy out there. Well, we went from, I think it said minus 44. Oh, Um, my gosh. But now... (laughs) But now it's like 55 and the sun is shining. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this weather just can't is all, all mixed up, right? Yeah, I think somebody said the other day it's confused. It is confused. Yes. But, uh, hey, we'll take this warm weather, won't we? That's pretty nice. I, I'm not complaining, not at all. Not going to complain. It makes it easier to move hay and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Well, you just came back from Art of the Cowgirl. And I wanted to talk just a little bit about that as we get started. And uh, what, was this your second year to be out there as part of that? Um, yep. This was my second year doing it. And um trying to think. The first year we did, I was the master horseman. And then this year I came back to showcase my recipient. And I also did a clinic um, the first two days of it. So... Um, this year, of course, was a little bit different than last year because we didn't have Tammy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, her loss was uh, was pretty hard on a lot of people, and uh, it was kind of interesting, Trina, because she had been on the show from the very beginning when she started Art of the Cowgirl. I think she was on the show, and we talked about that, and, and uh, so either she or Mesa had been on the show uh, every year since that time, and I was just getting ready to call her to see who we could schedule for the show when I found out she'd passed away, and uh, that was that was quite a loss. But uh, can you tell folks a little bit about what the Art of the Cowgirl is and, and what her legacy is before we start talking about Trina Morris' horsemanship? Sure, I can give it a go. <laughs> All right. But the Art of the Cowgirl is a week long, and it kind of showcases um, everything, you know, cowgirl tradition, or I guess cowgirl-cowboy tradition. Um, There's the World's Greatest Horsewoman competition, uh, which third time in a row, Kelsey Love Thomas won it. And um, they also do WRCA Ranch Rodeo. And another good friend of mine, her... Her team got second in it, um, Missy Hammock and Hammock Ranch. They got second in it, and then Kelsey's team won that as well, so she kind of cleaned up. Um, wow. But that's that's always, a, you know, a lot of fun to watch, either, either one of those deals. And as well as that going on, then different people doing clinics, and um, I did a horsemanship clinic. There were some people there doing cow working clinic. Um, there's also people that do clinics or workshops. Uh, Teresa Black was there doing rot hide and horsehair hitching 
she did a workshop and then there's saddle makers there um silversmiths there i don't even i don't even know all the workshops they had to be honest with you <laughs> but it's something well there were singer songwriter workshops there were singer songwriter yeah. workshops because our friend mm-hmm. joni harms and her daughter olivia were out there and so really basically it's it is art it is the art of the west that's being exhibited and clinics and and uh demonstrations that are going on and then all of this is yeah. to help further uh young people and and get them into apprenticeships uh yep the, and I guess... the masters yep the masters like I was last year then we um got to choose out of you know people wrote in and so we had to go through and choose the best best one we thought would fit us and um the person i had chose last year she was a young rodeo girl and in her letter she said she wanted to be the world's first nfr pickup girl at um and so even though she's fine calling them pickup men but obviously she's a girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I wa- I went to Facebook and watched some of her Hunter down watched some of her videos and uh, after I watched some of her videos you could tell her personality was very like you know bright and things like that and then she was handy already with the horses but she knew nothing about ranching or horsemanship of this way I guess you could say so right. um, she didn't know anything about me really and I, obviously I didn't know anything about her so. Um, Kirsten came last year for two months. I think I was the person that kept a student the longest. Wow. <laughs> but I had her I had her for two months, and then actually she came back in December, and then she's going to come back in um, on her spring break in March. Um, but she got to ride everything, start colts, and, you know, she brought her rodeo horses too. So there were three of her pickup horses here. And um, her she said it at the Art of the Cowgirl, um, but it was about three or four days in and she was talking to her mom and her mom said, you know, how's it going? And she goes, well, I don't know. We haven't even got out of a walk. Mostly it's just even standing still. And I guess her mom was like, well, her mom was kind of like, well, what's going on? And she says, well, I don't know what she does to the horses, but whatever the hell it is, she does it to me too. Cause her, she got one horse named Hobo. She said, Hobo was sleeping and I was sleeping too. And, and it was true. She, I was I was working on Hobo on the ground. She was sitting in the saddle. And I was working him on the ground, and I looked up, and I was like, are you sleeping in the saddle? He was like, no, I, I'm just relaxed. So she, she uh, kind gosh. of got the, she, I guess she calls it voodoo is what she said. So I do voodoo is what she says. Oh, gosh, that's funny. It was a, I mean, I couldn't see taking somebody for, the majority of people, I think, took them for two weeks. And, you know, I guess if you're teaching them something maybe more physical, like the horsehair hitching or something, you could get them started and then, you know, leave them on their own. But with the horses, there's so many variety of variations of things. I wanted to make sure the person got the best they could. So she got all of ranch life from bottle feeding the uh, calf we had to branding and like I said riding all different kind of horses and so it was um when we went back to the art of the cowgirl she then she rode in the clinic a friend of mine brought horses from Canada and um they stay down there for Arizona in Arizona for the whole time but uh 
so she got to ride another young colt, and she's very good about it, very positive, because um, my friend just said it's got 30 rides or so on it, and I said to her, I think it'll be okay, there you go, take it in the arena, and she just smiles, she takes it in the arena, at one point of the clinic, the horse got a little scared, and I looked over there, I was going to say something, and then I could hear her giggling, and I just said, oh, she'll be all right, we'll continue over here. <laughs> oh gosh well that is fantastic and it's fantastic that you spent so much time to just not uh not brush it off not rush it to make sure she was getting what she needed so that is fantastic that is fantastic yeah well art of the art of the cowgirl was in cave creek arizona and um uh my understanding is is that everybody just did a fantastic job and that the uh the remembrance for uh, for Tammy Pate was uh, was great, and uh, the service, the memorial service, was great as well. So, uh, yep, I'm I so think, happy that um, you were there to be part of that. Yeah, I mean, I feel honored that I was asked to come back, and um, my booth is right across from Shorty's booth, or should I say, Shorty's told us we had to be in a booth next to them, so. Um, I have a lot of I have a lot of fun with those ladies when the the week is on, and my side job is is selling hats for them. So um, I'm not there's no time to be bored around there. <laughs> well, that's great. That is great. Well, I want to take a break and listen to a song about horses. The first one was about horses. The second one is about horses, and uh, this one is by a friend of yours, Miss Trinity Seeley. It's called strawberry roan we're going to come back and talk more with trina morris today on saddle up america Charge. 
Strawberry Rome, that's Trinity Seeley. I am not sure whether that's Trinity doing all that whistling or not. I'm going to have to find out about that. Do you know, <laughs> Trina? Is uh, she doing the whistling? I, I don't know if she's doing the whistling on that, but I will say at uh, Art of the Cowgirl, I was doing a my clinic in a arena kind of behind the cantina where they sang, and yeah. uh, I was just finishing it, and I was I thought, boy, that voice sounds familiar. I could hear them, you know, singing. And then it was Trinity, and she was actually singing the Ranch Beauty Queen song that she had wrote uh-huh. about me. So That's right. So I can, That's I can right. recognize her voice anywhere, but I'm not sure if that was her whistling. <laughs> I'm not sure either. I'm going to have to find out. I'll, I'll ask her. I'll ask her. But anyway, <laughs> good song. Good song. Well, let's talk about uh, Trina Morris' horsemanship. So for folks that maybe are tuning in for the first time around the world listening to the show, Tell us a little bit about what Trina Morris Horsemanship is all about and when you got started and how you got started with this. Okay. Well, the I travel across North America, so around the world. I haven't been uh, anywhere else, but it seems like Canada and the U.S. keeps me busy enough. And I do horsemanship, cold starting, cow working clinics, and... Um, it's kind of anything or everything you could imagine. So I take the horse from where it is and the humans from where they are and get them to understand why and how their horse does what it does and how they can, you know, get along with it in a manner that's not causing it to be a prisoner. It's a partner with you. So um, it's a it's a never-ending job that seems to have a lot of job security, and I really enjoy it. The The people you get to meet are pretty cool, pretty awesome for the most part. And the ones that aren't, then I just learn good lessons from them. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, one of the <laughs> one of the things that I think is interesting, uh, Trina, about your program is the fact that you don't come in and have a set program, but you design your program for the folks and the horses that are there at the time. And I think that is just kind of special and unique. And uh, did you start yeah, out that way, or did you have a program that you had that was set, and then decided, no, this is not working? Or how, how did how did that come about? Because that is that no, is different. I always, <laughs> I always just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> but <laughs> no, what, the <laughs> the way really the way it happened was um, I rode horses for people for the public, and my late husband had done clinics and. When I would give the horses back to the people to ride, a lot of times, you know, I had rode four or five horses for people in one area. And so when I dropped the horses off, then I would hang around and just help them with their horses for a bit. So I know they, you know, they could both get along. And then that's kind of for me how the the clinics or however you want to say that got started. And I, I never have had a set like ABC or a cookie cutter or however you want to say that method because it's always a different human with a different horse so you might have a similar horse from somewhere you know the way they act or how they're built or all those kinds of things but then it's with a completely different human it might be a high strung human and the last horse was with a quiet human so I always try to work from where the horse and the human are at and to me it's more it's not so much of a technical thing it's more of if you can understand the horse and the human to get let down and get in a learning frame of mind, 
then then I can help them with the certain things that they have troubles with. But usually once a horse and a human get in a letdown frame of mind, you know, and they leave their ego at the gate, <laughs> then it's it just kind of all flows together anyways because the horse wants to do things for you. And, you know, if the human's in a good frame of mind, then they're asking the horse to do things in a better way. And so then it usually works out um, quite Simple. I always say it's simple, just not easy. And yeah, yeah. probably the the biggest issue that gets in people's way is their ego. And um, I'm not a person that gives a lot of attaboys or good jobs because I think once you really start to understand what I'm saying, the horse is the one giving you the good jobs or the attaboys by the way he starts to be a partner with you. So. Right. I mean, I guess I guess I could tell you a good job, but I want you to learn how to feel things. So if you're truly feeling of it, then you don't need me to say it because the horse already told you. Well, that's that's uh, I like that. I like that. I think right? it's the response from the horse. Yeah. So <laughs> I've I've talked to a lot of a lot of folks that are in the in the um, horse training business. So it's really training the the uh, rider or the owner of the rider more than it is the horse, isn't it? The horses kind of well, do what they're supposed to do if they're if they're handled the proper way. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like everything. Um, you could really take horse out. You could put cow in, dog in, your kid, whatever. Right. <laughs> Be- because if the horse, what happens is the horse doesn't understand you, so you have to find a way to right get across to the horse to understand you. When he understands you, he respects you. Then when he respects you, now you can build a relationship. And that's what we do with everything in life, right? The right. first time I met first time I met you, it's not a bad thing to say I didn't have much respect because I didn't understand you. Now I've been doing these um interviews for a long time and right, we talk on other occasions. So then I right. have more respect for you because I understand you more. And okay. so to me, that's probably the biggest, you know, and I never actually if I could call it if I could call it really what I do, I'd be the get ready girl because I don't train anybody and I don't train any horses. I just get them ready and then y'all take care of yourselves, the horse and the human. I'll get you ready. That's that's, re- that's interesting. I like that. I like that. Now, I like that. If, if you have a hard go, like I say to a friend of mine, sometimes I just get her ready to cry and then she takes care of the crying. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, the, the get ready girl. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember see? that. So when I see you next time, when I see you, I will say, this is the get ready girl. So that, yeah. that, is, that is pretty cool. That yeah, pretty they cool. did a, when they had inter, we sat on the, uh, we had a panel of the artists and their students, and then they interviewed us, and I got to sit beside Barbara Van Cleve, who's a, a black and white photographer. photographer. She's incredible. Yeah. Um, but she's funnier than heck. I mean, I'll tell you what now, most of the panel, me and her were laughing all the time. And when I told her I was a get ready girl, she thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever heard. <laughs> oh, gosh. And Barbara would be, how old would Barbara be? She's in her, what, 80s, probably? I think she was 84, I think. I could be wrong on that. Yeah. I thought 84. Yeah. yeah. But such a she talented, talented, yeah, talented artist, mm-hmm. I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit about your ranch clinics because you are doing more ranch clinics than you used to do, aren't you? 
Um, yeah, I used to travel on the road every weekend, just about from the end of March till the end of November. And now I um, probably do half and half. So I do a public clinic where you can come. I come to your area and you bring your horse and then I help you, you know, there with your own horse. You can do a mini ranch clinic, which I started those a couple of years ago, where my great idea was that maybe at the clinics you don't always know what it should feel like or maybe you've never worked cattle, you know, been on a ranch with a horse. So a mini ranch clinic, you can fly in and they're two or three days long and you ride my horses. So okay. you can kind of feel what it should be like. You know, maybe your horse at the clinic couldn't spin, just say that. And then you can come to the ranch and you can ride one of mine that spins so you can start to feel what it would feel like. And then when you go home, you can try it on your own horse. Um, okay. Or just or just the fact that some people don't live where they can go to a ranch and ride in the wide open spaces and gather some longhorns and watch the babies run around and, you know, see 30 head of horses running in in the morning, things like that. So it just gives them a opportunity to you know, get out of their box and do something different. Um, and then I also do a big ranch clinic. So that's 12 days long and you bring your own horse and you drive here to the ranch and you stay with me on the ranch and we do everything you can imagine. <laughs> we brand, <laughs> work the cattle, start colts. Here we had enough young kids at the clinic. Um, here's in the recipient. And then I had four or five more, I should say, they weren't, they're 18 or 19 or 20. They're not that young. <laughs> but um, they all wanted to start colts. So then uh, every day after the regular ranch clinic, I would start supper, and then I'd run back down to the arena, and we'd work colts for a couple hours and then come back up and give everybody dinner. So oh, wow. It can, yeah, it turns into, I mean, I could, couldn't tell you if you interviewed people that have been for a long time, they would tell you the same thing. It's never the same. There's always something different happens. <laughs> and so, and I understand you're an awfully good cook too. Well, I I'm I work at it. How's that? I think I'm okay. <laughs> nobody's died yet. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody's died yet. That's a good thing. That's yeah, nobody's good. died yet. Yeah. So no, it looks I have like made you some failures, some but most am- people are. Some pretty amazing meals is what it looks like, and and I think Trinity Sidney was out there when she wrote that Ranch Beauty Queen. She was at one of your clinics, wasn't she? Yeah, that was a few years ago. She was uh, on her way somewhere, and she came and stayed overnight, and then she sang for everybody, um, you know, and they got to meet her and everything. I call her my little sister, and I'm her big sister, even though we're yeah. sisters from another mister, but right. um, because we're both Canadian, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, the yeah. people really enjoyed it. She's saying, I have a bar out back of my house. And so she, we set her up there, and she sang, and people had dinner with her and had a visit. So always something different like that, you know. Um, I've had another friend of mine that's won a lot of uh, roping, Val Baker. She won a lot of roping in the APHA stuff, and she's also a veteran. She came one time and helped everybody get better with their roping for a couple of days. So, but I, I can't, it's always something new. That's all I can promise that anybody. Well, that's great. That is great. That is great. So <laughs> when you're, when you're doing your clinics now, what is, what is your schedule coming up? Where are you going to be? Um, all over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, 
I start in Texas this year, and I think I actually end in Texas this year. Um, but I go Texas, Pennsylvania, let's see, Michigan. Um, I'm not going to California or Washington this year. I traded that for I'm going back to Canada, to Manitoba, Alberta, British Columbia. Um, trying to think where else I go. Uh, can't think about that off the top of my head right now. And most well, places right. I go twice. So I go in the spring and then I go in the, or, you know, summer, fall, something like that. And so most people can uh, get to see me two times a year if they don't do anything else, um, like right. come to the ranch so, or something. So when are you going to be close to Nashville, Tennessee the next time? Oh, I'll be in, I'll be in Custer, Kentucky, which <laughs> that's as close as I get, <laughs> which is right with right. Louisville. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not too far away. That's not too far away. So we'll have to plan no. on trying to to catch up with you in Custer, Kentucky, this time. So you know what you know what the dates are on that yet? I believe they're the thirteenth. Well, I can look quick here. Um, I think they're October thirteenth. My life. Twelfth okay. and thirteenth. I never know which okay. day it is. Um, okay. October twelfth and thirteenth. So right, um, cool. that one is a private, that's a private clinic. And so we take just a very limited amount of people. And um, it's actually, if you wanted to come to one to watch, it's a super fun one to come to. We uh, work a lot of cattle and they have some really good cattle. So you can watch the uh, cow working, which can be quite fun. Okay. All right. I have maybe, written that maybe down your on wife my calendar. Will get in- Maybe your wife will get inspired to write a new song instead of Ranch Beauty Queen. She might. She can. She might. She can. She might. Come up with a new one. It'd probably be goofy though now. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I put that date down, so we're gonna we're gonna put down Custer, Kentucky, on October the twelfth and thirteenth. So sure. love to would actually love to actually get to meet you live and in person. That'd be kind of cool. Live and in um, person. Live and in person. Well, you are always a joy to talk with, and uh, people need to check your schedule out. So, where can they find your schedule? TrinaMorris.com. They can either go to TrinaMorrisHorsemanship.com or um, some people know it as your InnerCowGirl.com. Okay. There's also, Facebook, there's a group, Trina Morris Horsemanship, or you can just find me on Facebook. And um, Inner Cowgirl, I think, is the one that Instagram is under. I'm not super great at social media. I have some younger people that help me in the background, but I'm usually outside doing stuff. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I just want to say that you have a loyal group of followers and friends. Uh, and folks that come to your clinics, I guess every chance that they get. So um, that's kind of special. You have you have some people that really are your fans and followers out there, and so that speaks yeah, very very highly of you. Well, when I went to the Art of the Cowgirl, I mean that's a um, I'm doing a clinic for two days, and then I have interviews and um, you know different things that kind of uh, sat on the panel and things like that. So there was um, some ladies that came, two ladies came down from Canada, and then the lady that hosts that Custer Clinic, Izzy, she ended up, poor girl, (laughs) 
she ended up being in the booth most of the time. Um, but there was uh, a few more of us. Kirsten was there, obviously, too, my friend Tina and another gal, Megan. And without them, I would not be able to do it. Sabrina and Allison came from Canada and then the rest of the ladies I named. And without them, I wouldn't be able to do it. And my clinic host from Arizona, Katie, she came with tables and things like that. So, wow. you know, I flew in there. Yeah. And then Royal Beef Threads, because they do my embroidery and because of the storms and everything, we had to get everything UPS to the hotel. And she made sure that oh, they wow. got on time. Except, Yeah, just one box got delayed. So, um, wow. but Wow. Yeah, if if people really knew what it takes, and then I had a I had a couple of people have to stay here at the ranch because, um, you know, time I have to be gone for so long. So they split it up between the two of them when they could be at the ranch and when they couldn't be. So kind of takes a whole army to send me down the road. And um, it does. That's yeah, and I, that's probably one of the things I'm most blessed with is that the people I know it's a business but I really have a hard time with it being a business because once you rode with me for a while and I know your horse or maybe I sell you a horse which I sell very few of them but um you know I really start to care I wonder how the horse is doing or how you're doing or maybe they bring their kid and there's some people just the other day a friend of mine messaged me and I think her her son turns 19 or 20 and you know she said I've been coming to the clinics for that long that you met me before son and now he's like 20 years old oh, wow. so wow yeah wow. yeah and the one gal that came down allison she's younger i let her ride a stud horse my friend stud horse in the clinic and i think i've been helping her since she was 12 years old and no, i don't want to say how old she is now because i'll feel old <laughs> I uh, gosh, some people just don't age, and I think that's probably you. I think that's probably <laughs> all the kids keep me young. That's what I'll profess uh, to. There, there you go, there you go. Well, find her on social media on Facebook, Intercow Girl or Trina Morris Horsemanship or Trina Morris Horsemanship dot com is the website, and uh, and and maybe we'll see some of these folks out in Custer, Kentucky. In October, that'd be kind of a cool deal as well. So we look forward to seeing you out yeah. there. Thank yeah. you for joining us on the well, show today. You are always so much fun to talk with and have as a well, guest. Well, I think that has so, something to do with the interviewer. Well, I don't. I'm not going to take any credit ah. for that. I, I give all the credit <laughs> to our guest. So we love no, having no, you on no. the show. Love having you on the no. show. So thank you so much. No, thank you guys. I really appreciate it, and it's always fun to catch up with you. All right, talk with you soon, and uh, we'll see you in Custer in October. I've got it down on the calendar now, so we look forward to seeing you then. All right. Ten four. All right. So we're going to listen to a <laughs> song from Wiley and the Wild West. It's called "To Ride," and we'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America. Trina, thanks again. Appreciate you. Yes, thank you, guys. God, the mighty architect, a noble beast, he did perfect with delicate ear and arching neck and hooves that dare to fly. To the stirrup I'm drawn 
Freedom found and faith reborn I'm carried through the raging storm To Revelation's door
if you'd like to get in touch with us that way. We're going to close the show today with a great song from Mr. Chris Ledoux. It's called Western Skies. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week on the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. My Nashville friends think I'm strange to make my home out on the range. They think it's nothing but a God-forsaken land. Why don't you bring your guitar and family Move on down to Tennessee Well I just smile cause they don't understand But if they ever saw sunrise on a mountain morning Or watch those cotton candy clouds go by Then they'd know why I live beneath these western skies I got peace of mind and elbow room I love to smell the sage and bloom I catch a rainbow on my fishing line We got county fairs and rodeos Ain't a better place for my kids to grow Just turn them loose in the western summertime And if you ever held your woman on summer's evening While the prairie moon was blazing in her eyes you know why I live beneath these western skies. You ain't lived until you watch those northern lights. Sit around the campfire and hear the coyotes call at night. It makes you feel all right. Guess I'll stay right where I'm at Wearing my boots and my cowboy hat But I'll come and see you once in a while I'll bring my guitar and sing my songs Sorry if I don't stay too long I love Tennessee, but you know it just ain't my style I gotta be where I can see those rocky mountains Ride my horse and watch an eagle fly I gotta live my life and write my songs beneath these western skies. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.